Uh oh, we're live. I see it now. We are. Yay. Okay. All right, Amy. Are you ready? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm still trying to see this live broadcast. It's like really weird that I don't see it yet. So I hope you guys are seeing it right now. I'm going to navigate over to the seller roundtable page and make sure that we are actually live right now. Well, I still won't be able to see it, but you, but Kevin can let All me All right, know. we are. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so I'm going to monitor this page because for some reason, Zoom gave me like this really weird thing going on. So um, today we are going to talk about 2019. Can you believe we we didn't start podcasting until like February of 2019. Can you believe it's been that long? Really? I thought we were over a year. No. Wow. We were, we started with SRT extra number one, which was Joe Reichsfeld. That was a mm -hmm. really good episode, right? Oh, and no, we started with the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, when it was, cause I did a couple episodes before, before we decided to do it together, right? Yes. And then oh. our first, our very first like official SRT, we did like, uh, we had a couple in February, in January and February. And then, um, and then March was our very first, like we had Nathan Hirsch on and we talked about outsourcing and hiring VAs. Cool. And Nathan Hirsch, man, that guy's had a year, huh? Right. I know. I'm still so stoked for him. I know. So, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys have used free up. So I definitely, I went on the journey this year in 2019 to outsource, to hire my first people. I, I hired some from the Philippines. That was interesting. Um, I think, you know, I learned a lot uh, just about how to onboard employees, how to communicate well, uh, how to do that kind of stuff. So that was a really cool journey you know that was what about you Andy did you did you hire some people this year I did I started last year but um and and I've done that before with developers but um you know the, within the last year was the first time I, I hired a um you know executive assistant is what I call her rather than a VA I feel like a VA is not as cool of a title and she's so much more than that so um yeah, I, um, you know, got an executive assistant and then also, um, you know, just recently we're start, starting to build the team even larger. So that's been really fun. Um, I was talking to Molly the, uh, the other night and I said, wow, like, you know, all of a sudden I, I feel like we're, you know, building a real company that's, you know, that, that I can just see unlimited potential and, um, you know, just super excited about that. So, um, you know, I've started and run many companies in my life, but, you know, all probably the wrong way. <laughs> learning along yeah. the way though. And it's definitely a learning experience. And for me personally, I've learned that actually I found that hiring folks in the U.S. Um, has actually worked out a little bit better for me. Um, and it's not that the folks that I've hired in the, in the Philippines did a bad job or anything like that, or that they were unprofessional or anything like that. It just, for me, it works better to have people in my time zone and, you know, and especially under Amazing at Home, having copywriting skills and stuff like that, having that native English speaker and, and everything just worked really, really well for me. Um, and so I grew so much through that process. And so that was a really cool episode for us to have um, everyone on. And I know so many of our followers, so many of our listeners, they also hired people this year, their very first employees, uh, they grew their companies. So it's so cool to see how just learning about that um, on our podcast is um, is helping people. And then um, let's see who else do we have after that. We had Kevin King on. Do you remember Kevin King's episode I, that we did? I, I do remember Kevin King. Yeah, he was he was uh, he was uh, schooling us on old school techniques like sending out postcards and, and stuff like that. Yes, he was talking about his, um, his mail, like how he made a lot of his money with like catalogs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really interesting. And um, he talked about, you know, marketing in different ways and thinking about products in different ways. And I think a lot of people got a lot out of that episode. 
Um, and that was really cool, just kind of learning a little bit more about Kevin King's story and learning that he lives right down the road from me in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Doesn't he live between Austin and he's like in a smaller kind of suburb, right? Between like you and Austin? I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And then we cool. had on, we had Deanna Balestra on for social media management and growth. And Deanna was the one, she started her very own social media management company and she grew my Pinterest following from like zero to 600,000 followers in like six weeks or something like that. And she just, she was really good at what she did. And so I've referred her to a ton of people. She's done a couple of giveaways and amazing at home. Um, but yeah, we, we learned a lot about social media from Deanna about how to uh, leverage Pinterest how I remember Deanna telling us people really don't go to Pinterest to shop. They more go to Pinterest to where some, some big Pinterest names say that people go to Pinterest to shop. But what I learned from Deanna is it's more about creating that pin that's going to be there for a long time where you're going to get those organic clicks later and then creating up that, that following. So uh, that was, that was cool. I remember talking about that. And then we had Victoria Sullivan on talking about payability. Because Andy, do you get daily payouts? I don't. And I'm upset that you do because I know you have one of those old school accounts where you know we get the, the bi-weekly thing. And, um, and uh, we've also run into the problem. I don't know if anybody else has, has seen this, but um, you know, for some reason, like <laughs> because we do so much business like all over the world, Bank of America loves to like limit our card. <clears throat> So that's happened before many times where I have to get on the phone with them, which is super irritating because their text message thing doesn't work. And anyway, um, if you don't, if you don't have an active credit card, when it's time for Amazon to pay you out, they'll hold your payment, um, which is uh, uh, super frustrating. So we've had that happen uh, to us before. Um, so yeah, I mean, not, not getting that daily payouts, um, you know, payability is definitely, uh, one of those things that you, you, you know, you can think about in terms of, uh, you know, getting some extra funds. Yeah. So there is an extra fee there with payability. So you could always go back and listen to that episode, but, um, there is definitely a benefit for some people that have inventory cash flow, right. They need to get that money right away, um, to get that payout on it as, a really much more quick basis. So yeah, absolutely. And then you interviewed me and we talked about my story mm -hmm. and, you know, I think people are tired of hearing that now, so <laughs> we don't really have to go, go into that, but that was really fun. And I know a lot of people said, Oh, I didn't know that about you, Amy. So it was kind of cool. Um, I always feel like I'm like the biggest open book on the internet, but, um, <laughs> but it was cool to hear that people learned something new about me. We had Dylan Carter on after that. Dylan, I was on his podcast early on. He is um, the creator of Aura, a repricing software. And he's also big in to the wholesale Amazon model. And um, so we had him on talking about the wholesale Amazon model. Did you learn anything about wholesale Amazon this year, Andy? <laughs> well, um, it, it's, I, I can see if, um, if you know, if you want to put a lot of time into it, there is definitely still opportunity there, but as you know, Amy, I don't like to, to stray from private label just because to me, I, I feel like that's the most viable business and, you know, how to build a brand and, and, you know, how to grow outside of Amazon. So to me, uh, the wholesale RAOA stuff. I know lots of people do it. I know lots of people make money on it. It's just not something that I'm going to be uh, into. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like we're ignoring the big green um, green screen guy in the room here. And he's on our live session with us. Let's add Kevin into the equation here. Hey, yeah, Kevin, do you want to talk to us about, um, about, well, I don't even know. Well, what do you think about wholesale? Let's start there. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's a um, wholesale. I don't know. I, I, I look at it. I like to build stuff, right? So if you're doing wholesale, are you really creating anything? Right? You're just selling somebody else's product, essentially. But and, if you're just in it to make a buck, then yeah, it can be very lucrative for and, you. But, and that comes from where our why is. Why are you in business, right? Yeah. I'm personally an engineer. I want to build stuff. I want to create <laughs> gonna... cool stuff, right? <laughs> Invent like you, 
Amy and you know that's that that's what gets me excited but that's just me so very cool so yeah I agree it's you gotta you gotta go back to your why there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing retail arbitrage or online arbitrage or wholesale FBA model or drop shipping whatever it is that you want to do to make money online that's fine as long as it aligns with your own goals right you don't want to create another job for yourself that you don't even like so um so that's that's good we learned a lot from dylan and he's helped a lot of folks um do well then we did some launching and seller seo um demos we did some stuff there we learned a lot about seller seo this year and we got a lot of people understanding ppc and advertising and launch so that was just a really cool thing to do and then we had leron hirschkorn on and uh, that was fun, right? That was right after I got back from um, China, I believe. And uh, when we had Lebron on. And it was interesting to me to hear kind of Lebron's perspective of, you know, his visit to the Canton Fair, um, you know, versus kind of how, how I do things when I go to China. And it was, it was cool to learn, um, you know, from a different, a different perspective of selling on Amazon. So do you remember that one, Andy, uh, Leron's episode? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Leron's, you know, definitely one of the thought leaders, I feel like, um, you know, uh, along with Kevin King and, and, you know, some of the other people that we've had on the show. I mean, we even had, you know, Neil Patel, which was a huge score for me. Um, I know for you as well. Um, and then, you know, we're getting such amazing guests. The podcast has grown so quickly. Um, I'm just floored by it. I, I never imagined that I would meet Neil Patel in person, let alone have him on our podcast. Um, and you know, having Mike Michalowicz, uh, coming up here, I'm super excited about that one. Um, yes. we've had so many great people. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm, we're missing tons of people, I'm sure, but we've just had so many great people on and, uh, super appreciative for all those people who came on, um, yes. you know, really early we've learned something from all of them. It's, it's just been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, like you were saying, you know, we're, we're learning something new. I mean, you know, Amy and I feel like we're, you know, pretty far up, um, uh, in terms of being, uh, aware of what's going on on, on Amazon and, and, and in e-commerce. But, you know, if you're one of those people who thinks, you know, everything, then you, you've already lost, you always have to learn. You're always going to learn something new from somebody else. Um, you know, I'm always learning new things from Amy. I'm sure she's from me, uh, Kevin, you know, all these people, like all these people that you interact with, as you make your circle bigger, you know, people in your same industry are always going to, you know, you're always going to trip over something that you don't know, or, or something that you, you, you know, didn't quite realize worked a certain way or, uh, something like that. So, you know, to me, that's kind of the secret to success, not only on Amazon, but on any business is to just really, um, you know, continue to learn, continue to improve. Um, you know, and, and never think that, you know, your work is done in terms of, you know, trying to get to know, uh, your industry. Yes, definitely. So we have some folks joining us live. We've got Dwayne and a few other folks joining us live. So I'm just saying hello and, um, getting back to our guests that we've had. So after we had Liron on, I came back from China and I talked about China and all of us learned so much from that. I learned so much. That was my first time in China. So it was crazy for me. And then uh, we had Michael Brown from Brownstone International on and we were talking about tariffs because remember the big tariff scare early in the year and everybody was like, oh my gosh, I have to change from China and I don't know how I'm going to handle this. So Michael came on and that was a big episode helping a lot of people understand tariffs, myself included and things that I should be concerned about with importing. And now look at how much has even changed with tariffs over 2019. It's really been interesting. And this last time I went back to China in October, Kevin was there with me. Um, and I got asked so many times whenever I'd be talking to a foreigner on the, uh, whenever I'd be talking to a foreigner, um, you know, on the, on the bus on the way to Canton or whatever, um, they would always ask me, like, what do you think about tariffs? What do you think is going on? So that, that's been a huge issue this year, and I'm glad that we were able to address it. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I learned a lot, um, you know, uh, you know that the, the whole process of 
um, importing, you know, all that kind of stuff. To me, it's, 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 it's almost on the same level as, um, you know, accounting and things like that. For me, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's not something I enjoy at all, but I know it's part of the business. Um, so I always try to, you know, reach out um, and, and get more information on the, you know, the stuff that I don't really enjoy. So I don't naturally learn that stuff, but you know, it's still something you need to know to be a successful business owner. So, um, I definitely learned a lot on that. And I, I really think that, um, you know, not know, you know, when you, when you aren't super into something, you know, at least this is the way I was, especially like growing up, growing up as a kid and things like that, like the subjects that I was interested in, I did well in the stuff that I wasn't interested in, I, you know, I didn't do well. And I feel like that carries into your adult life and into your business. You know, when you don't enjoy something, you just, you know, don't really gravitate, don't really uh, absorb and get, you know, get that information. You don't seek that information out. So whenever it's uh, presented in a way that, uh, you know, helps me, that was, that was super helpful. And I think for me, China, it just opened up a whole new world of possibilities. Cause I was kind of like you, um, Andy, I kind of felt like, Yes, I don't really want to deal with it. And I know Kevin's nodding because he, he was kind of the same way. Like he didn't really want to deal with it. He didn't want to deal with his suppliers. And, you know, he has so many SKUs. So, um, you know, Kevin, go ahead and tell us, you know, what did you think about tariffs? What did you think about China? What did you think about, you know, just like, did it change your mind? Did it make you think differently about dealing with suppliers and dealing with tariffs and importing? Absolutely. It's so interesting when you actually go to China and you go and you negotiate with those people that you've had a four-year pen pal relationship with, and then you build it into a real relationship, see everybody on the factory floor building your stuff, and then really go through like a four-hour brainstorming session on improving the product, scaling your business, scaling, working together to achieve success. It's crazy. It's like, what? What are we doing sitting around just playing pen pals with our suppliers? It's, it just, it makes you, it really makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in business now and I'm, I'm really yeah. doing this for real. And this is my factory and we are doing this together. And it just, it's a game yeah. changer, right? It's a game changer. It's just like, it really yeah. changes your whole perspective on everything. So speaking uh -huh. of China, we had Baptiste Posier on and he lives in China. And, you know, I always meet him when I go to China and it's, it was so cool to hear from him about the different apps that you can use in China to source from. And, you know, he talked to us about Taobao and, and some of those kind of things. So that was kind of fun to have him on. And then we had Tim Bush on, Timothy Bush, he comes with us to China and, and he's an expert in helping you get your products in on the shelf beyond Amazon into retailers. So we talked to Tim about that. That was really awesome having him on, on our podcast. Uh, he has his own podcast too on the shelf. That was really fun. And then we had Melissa Smith on how to find a great VA. And Andy, you invited Melissa on. And what really surprised me about her was that she has a US-based VA business. And it's like, it's like the most professional VAs you can find for your business. And she like vets all of her, um, all of her VAs. And it's, it was a really interesting way to think about staffing your company. And I thought that her, um, her inputs on that was, was really good. And Kevin, I would love to hear from you on, on the whole VA and outsourcing and, and kind of thing, because I know that you did that in your business this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that I've learned a lot in regards to how to interview them. Um, one thing that I do is like speed dating for interviewing. Usually I know within the first five minutes if they can communicate with me or not. That's really helped for me to onboard people. The other thing is um, two lessons that I've learned are number first one is make sure that they have a reliable internet connection. It seems like they all have some sort of, oh, that's, there's a monsoon and <laughs> I can't get to your customer service or, you know. And then the other one is make sure they, they are willing to visit or they're willing to work on US-based hours, unless you don't want that, but make sure that's clearer than the expectations that they're going to be up all night and like that's their schedule. Because if you're not clear with those expectations and, you know, getting a problem, those are my lessons. <laughs> awesome. It's really good though, but it, it, it is helpful to have that help in your business when you need it. So the biggest that, yeah. thing that I learned was just not to be afraid to get started hiring, not to be afraid. You can hire two hours a week. It's okay. You don't have to like 
hire full time. And I think that just like overwhelms people and it's still overwhelming people. I just did a recent poll in my group about, you know, what's stopping you from growing. And a lot of times it's, I don't know how to hire. I don't know how to grow my team. So that's one of my big goals in 2020 is to grow the team. We're growing our digital fire team. We're growing our amazing at home team and uh, we're doing so many cool things. So I'm excited about that. Then we had on Angela Vergara from Kima. We talked about product inspections. So many people don't realize how easy it is to get a product inspection. So many people are importing their products from China without an inspection. Guys, you can get your products inspected. This is not hard to do. It's not that expensive. And you don't, I just saw a thread in a group the other day. Somebody said, that's crazy. Don't, don't send your stuff straight from your supplier to Amazon. Don't do it. Send it to your house and hand inspect it, all of it yourself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're taking on a huge risk there. That is in your supplier agreements, right? What are you guys doing? So make sure if you're not aware of inspecting and how to inspect your products and how to get that done, please listen to that podcast because there's so much you can do, even certifications for your products, for if you have children's products, stuff like that, all of that's covered under inspections. So please, it's, it's readily available for you in China and worldwide. So make sure that you're, you're taking uh, the time to go back and listen to that podcast if you're not sure how to get your products inspected because it's easier than you think it is. And it's so necessary in this business today. Um, then we had on Yev. We had Yev Marasuko on. Um, and man, I remember, Andy, I remember during having Yev on talking about data science and everybody was like in the chat thread going, I have no idea what he's saying, Amy. I'm so lost right now. Yev is definitely on a, on, a, on a different level when it comes to like Facebook marketing and in, integrating it into Amazon and things like that. I mean, you can just tell by the tool he created. Nobody else has it because nobody else has, knows how to do it. Um, yeah, Yev is awesome. If you guys don't don't know who he is, go check him out. Um, he's the first one who came up with uh, GeoRank2, which is... Uh, you know, his product, I think it's called AMZ Jet. Um, I think it is. Like yeah. That. AMZ <clears throat> Jet. And, and he has a, he has a Facebook group called Facebook Funnels. Um, and, <clears throat> but yeah, definitely. He's a, check yeah. Out. He's definitely a, one, one of the, once again, another thought leader, I feel like in the industry, he's, mm -hmm. he's very extremely smart guy. He's thinking outside the box when it comes to data on Amazon and, and, you know, that's all the kind of and stuff I love off too. of Amazon. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. He yeah. Is so good at helping you understand what is going on with your products and your, and where they're being sold and how they're being sold and, and how to, in, you know, improve your funnels, your offsite traffic onto Amazon, all of yep. that. And, and he, he backs it always with data and, and these yes. awesome like uh, infographics and charts and spreadsheets and like, yeah, he does some amazing stuff. I am definitely going to be playing with his tools in 2020 and um, doing some demonstrations and stuff for you guys. Yeah. We need to have that. him back on for sure. Yes, definitely. So, yep, we've got some some checklists of people we got to reach back out to for 2020. Then yep. we had Jeff Schick on talking about... Um, his journey as an Amazon seller and as an attorney. And now he's coming to speak at my Inspire conference. I'm so excited. Um, he has such a cool story because he's an Amazon attorney, but he also, well, he's an attorney for people who sell on Amazon, not an Amazon attorney, right? But, um, but he also earned his way through Cornell Law School by selling products on Amazon. And that's so cool. And last night I learned that his partner, uh, Paul Reffelson, he also did the same thing. So he was oh, merchant fulfilling out of his dorm room. So it's so cool like to see yeah. like that, you know, we actually have some attorneys in the e-commerce space that have walked the walk before, you know. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people who have who've like gone into Amazon, you know, they get into Amazon and then they see the the gaps in uh, either software or service providers or something like that. And then you, they spin off to do, you know, something else when they're still involved in Amazon. And I feel like those are the best kinds of service providers to deal with because they know firsthand how it is to sell on Amazon. They know, you know, exactly how it works. Uh, you know, they're not somebody who's just uh, offering a service uh, because they see the, the, the demand there, but they've actually like experienced that heart, you know, that hardship or that, that difficulty themselves. So I love to see that. 
Yeah. And that's just how seller SEO started is you built it for yourself. And I know Kevin has also developed some tools for his own business and, you know, he's done that out of need. And we're so excited to have him with digital fire to help us build some of our tools out some more. So it's really cool to see people that have passion behind it and see the needs behind um, that Amazon sellers have in e-commerce in the e-commerce business and, um, and help with that. So we're almost at the end of our list. After Jeff, we had Stephen Black on. Stephen Black is another marketing mastermind and we got to have him back on in 2020. Yeah. He, he, he blew my mind in terms of, uh, just his, (laughs) his, uh, obsession and mastery of the English language and, uh, you know, I asked him, do you, I don't know if you remember, but I asked him about his accent and stuff like that. And he kind of went into a deep story about that. And, uh, that, that was all pretty fun and interesting. It was a good episode. Definitely go. If you guys didn't listen to that one. Uh, go, go, go back. I mean, all, all of these are great, of course, but, uh, yeah, that's that definitely so good at copyright. Yeah. Some of the stuff I see on his page, it's like, what? It's just yeah. so creative. Absolutely. Yes. And sure. also like he was a ballroom dancer, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. he, and he used to like be, a, I think a ballroom dancer instructor. So he really like, he takes a lot of his personality and his marketing from that. And it's so cool to listen to him talk about that. So definitely, yeah, get back there and listen to that. Um, then next, after that, we had Megla, Megla, Megla Bardwaj on, and she created an India trip, a, tr- a sourcing trip to India. And she's getting ready to take her second, her be on her second um, year of India trips. So I'm excited. To, I want to go to India with Megla. We just had her on. We just re, uh, we just published her extra episode. So definitely listen to that because she talked about the top tips, the top 10 things she learned from sourcing in India. And it's just really good. It's really good information to help you understand whether you should be sourcing from India, um, what's good about it, what's not good about it. Um, and just, it's, it's really, really informative. So take the time. If you've ever thought about taking an India sourcing trip, you got to go with Megla. And, yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting to, to, um, to look at all these uh, places now that, that, um, you know, people are starting to source from, you know, it's um, India and then we, and, and Vietnam and, you know, there's so many other places, uh, Pakistan is big. If you, if you're doing, um, you know, garments and things like that. Um, I think in a way, I know that, that, you know, the tariffs there's, there's positive and negatives that came out of the, the tariffs, but I feel like some of the positives that have come out have been, you know, people, uh, being more creative on where to source their products. And I think, you know, when you're talking about your business, uh, being diversified, you know, no matter where it is, whether it's, you know, your sourcing, your, you know, your marketing, your, your audience, all those kinds of things. I think the, the, the more diversified you can get, the, the better off you're going to be. And I feel like, um, you know, especially a lot of these bigger uh, companies and corporations have diversified, gone into Vietnam, gone into India, you know, some of these more, uh, you know, these other developing countries. So to me, that's, you know, that's kind of cool um, because, you know, all this money and, and uh, prosperity is going to be pumped into these countries who, who need it. So it's, uh, to me, it's kind of cool. Yes, definitely. I I think it's so cool that we have all of this available at our fingertips now. You know, there's really no reason that you can't find great sources for your products. So after we had Megalon, we're talking about we're at the end of July now, and we had Peter Halbloom on from Online Sellers Insurance, and we talked about insurance. And that was really an eye opener for me. And that episode alone saved, I mean, it could have saved my business, who knows, because he gave us some tips of things that we need to be checking on as far as our business insurance. And I went back to my insurance provider and I just said, hey, check for, to make sure of these couple of things. And we were not covered on some of them. And so definitely, if you aren't sure about your insurance for um, your business, make sure you listen to that episode, SRT number 24. Um, and he really breaks down how to make sure you're properly insured. And no matter what country you live in, for where you're selling, where you're importing from, where you're exporting from. And wow, that was really an eye opener for me. Yeah. Yep. That one was, I feel exactly the same. I learned a lot, uh, you know, a lot of stuff I assumed, um, you know, were, were legit and, and we're not. So 
I absolutely agree. That was another one that's super important for you guys to go back and listen to if you hadn't. And that was, uh, let's see, we published that one on September 9th. So if you want okay. to go check that out. And then we had Rich Goldstein on and we talked about patents and trademarks, which is really, really important for people to understand. And so many people are just wondering, like, how do I protect my stuff now? So definitely, if you have any questions about that, Rich actually wrote the book on patenting a product. So um, for the Bar Association. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you have any questions about protecting your intellectual property and how to do that. And then we had Norman Ferrar on. And Andy, I'll let you talk about that because you met Norman. Yeah, I've met Norm a, a bunch of times. And he's just one of those people when you meet him in person, you know, he's just a big teddy bear. He's like one of those guys, you just want to give him a big hug. Um, he's just a sweetheart, <laughs> a, big, a big bearded uh, teddy bear. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, Norman, uh, Norm, Norm uh, he's gone through a lot of iterations. He's done a lot of dis- different businesses and things like that. And where he landed was, I think it's PR Reach, right? Is this company PR Reach? I believe it's called. Yes, um, I think and, so. And what he specializes in is uh, press releases for uh, e-commerce sellers, specifically Amazon. I think he, he'll do, you know, Shopify and things like that as well. But, uh, you know, kind of his his bread and butter, his, his uh, focus is on Amazon sellers. And, you know, there's so many people uh, nowadays in the modern world that are using social media, things like that. And, um, you know, things like, like, you know, press releases are kind of getting lost and, and not even thought about, um, you know, but what you have to think about is, is if you have a, a cool or unique product, um, you know, like, like Kevin, some of your stuff I think would, would be, you know, ripe for press releases because, you know, if you got, if you have unique stuff and, you know, and, and you know, there's either celebrities using it or, you know, there's lots of angles there that you guys could push off to, um, you know, new sources, you know, and, and uh, and, and get featured in, in, you know, large websites on TV shows on things like that. And, you know, talk about getting exposure. I mean, if you can, you know, put on your website, Hey, we've been featured on, you know, Ellen or on CNBC or, you know, Forbes or where, wherever it is that you get mentioned. I mean, that's some, some huge credibility and um, you know, a lot of publicity and uh, you know, you, you can, you can end up, you know, getting a lot of great uh, effect from that. Definitely. I just remember he just kept giving us more and more and more information. Like he's just one of those guys that just, you can tell, just wants to provide so much value. So definitely go back and listen to that. If you're wondering how to get your stuff featured, that's a great episode. Um, And then we had, we had Neil Patel on, oh no, we had Chris Anderson on before that. We had Chris Anderson talking about Kickstarter and how he's been developing games and, you know, he was a big retail arbitrage seller for a long time. And now he's yep. got into like creating his own games and stuff. And yeah. it was just so cool to hear his journey and how and he, he's something. just, yeah. And he's hilarious. Uh, that's another super, uh, as, as, uh, entertainment goes, that's probably one of the most entertaining episodes, uh, just Definitely. cause he's, he's got a very quirky sense of humor, which uh, I enjoy thoroughly. <laughs> yes. I learned a lot from him too, just about how to research things for Kickstarter and yeah. like different things that you could do on Kickstarter and all of that. And just also the game market, like creating games and stuff. Yep. Like I think yeah, we, have, we us- have two on the shelves. Molly and I have created two games, but we have yet to push them out. We keep kicking ourselves every year because they're pretty unique and cool. Um, you hear that, Kevin? He's got things on the shelf that we need to go help him get out. I think uh, I've got lots that. of things on the shelf that I need help getting out. <laughs> so. You purchased the inventory already? On no, 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 no. Like we, we've got, um, right. yeah, we, we've got it. We, um, we created the game and then we like played it with our friends and family just to like kind of proof it. And we had a blast and everybody thought it was amazing. So and um, he hasn't sourced it yet. So no, it's time. We, no, we have not. Know. You got to go beyond friends and family though, right? No, no, for sure. For sure. That was, that was just the first test. Um, but, um, yeah, but we've got, we got two different ones. The, the second one that we did is actually pretty much done. We just have to have to get it published. Um, so it's just one of those many things that, that, that we have in the works. Yep. We have so much time I understand. In the day. I understand. <laughs> I still have prototypes sitting here of a product that I invented that I need to get on the market. Yep. And I haven't even tested the prototypes and they've been on my desk for probably a year, but yep. 
you know, hey, yeah. we're going to the 2020, right? Well, hey, Amy, Amy, we have an excuse, though. You know, we have an excuse. <laughs> we're doing podcasts. We have kids. We, you know, yeah. we, we've got some excuses. I'd say we're doing pretty good in terms of getting stuff done. Um, yeah, you know, always, I would say so. There's always something more you can do. Um, you know, uh, Amy and I always always joke that, you know, we're, we're one of those like uh, idea shiny object people. So I know that for me, I really, really have to try to stay focused. I know Amy's, you know, we're the same way. So we're, even though we have all these great ideas, all these great businesses that we have in mind, we're really trying to, you know, shelve the stuff focus. that needs to be, and yeah, focus <laughs> on, on, on what, you know, what's the most important and, uh, and move forward on that. So. So speaking of another mind blowing episode, we had Neil Patel on after that. Yeah, that was fantastic. And, and he was really big into, into video on Amazon, which uh. honestly, I haven't even tested yet. And that's, you know, it's on my list, you know, usually I'm one of those guys who's as soon as something's released and I was even in the early beta, like they, I, I, I could have had my products on before anybody. Um, but you know, I was managing software and everything else. So, um, I, I never made it in there, but you know, he was super bullish on that. He said a lot of his large clients were, were getting great results with that. Um, there's yes. that, uh, mobile video beta that, that just released, um, I have it in my accounts. Uh, it's something once again on my list that I want to try, but, um, uh, I saw a post from, uh, Leron saying that, that he's been using it and getting really great results. Um, so, but, but it was, it was kind of eye opening in, in terms of, you know, Neil saying, you know, bringing that to light and, and, you know, Neil's always good at seeing stuff that other people don't see. So I thought that was pretty interesting how he was so bullish on, on video when it comes to Amazon. Definitely. And he actually gives really great examples of how to do the research and how to utilize video on Amazon. And just in general, like that's yeah. when I learned about his Uber suggest tool. And I've been using that. All yeah. The time I use, lately. I use that religiously. Yeah. I use it all the time. I've used it for over a year. It's, and it's just gotten better and better and better. Um, and yeah, it's as good as some of the tools that you have to pay like 200 bucks a month for. Yes, it's um, amazing. So, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic tool. If you guys want to learn about SEO too, you know, how I'm, I'm an SEO guy. I love SEO. I would consider him, you know, if not the top, one of the top three guys to go in and his blog posts like are insane. They're like 10 pages long sometimes yeah. you know, on, on, you know, on, on things that, you know, people could explain it in one page, but he's gotten so in depth and so great at, at really stepping you through, you know, how to be successful with that stuff. Um, you know, definitely check out his, I think it's just neilpatel.com and he's got all kinds of resources, tools, yes. uh, crazy great things, you know, as it comes to, to, to marketing, you know, he's pretty much untouchable. And, you know, as you guys all know, he's, his podcast is one of my favorites. So speaking of SEO after Neil Patel, we had Andy Arnott on the show and you know that was kind of cool <laughs> yeah i enjoyed talked that. about that your fun. story and i learned about you that day and i was like man i thought i knew you pretty well but i learned a lot about like the internet companies that you started early on like you had a dating app and like there was no, no, so no. Many that was before amy that was before apps that was like still like a uh, cell like phone websites. like flip phone yeah yes. it, was, it was all website it was it was website i mean i did get into apps later on but uh yeah, that was when I was, God, I think it was like 25 or 26 years old. So, so if um, you want to learn all of Andy's crazy secrets, you have to listen <laughs> to that episode because it's so interesting to hear about like how he got into all this. And it seems like Amazon is like, it, it doesn't seem like you would be naturally into the product business, you know, uh, in e-commerce, but I love your, your Amazon story and how you kind of got into all this and um, and how you're still doing awesome things. I love that I get to be part of it and so cool. So then we had, we had Cindy Thomason on from Profit First. And this is where I want to hear from Kevin because Kevin, you know, he started um, really, you know, following us through about half the year and, and getting really serious about his business. And he recently took the leap into full time into his business. And Kevin, you've actually implemented Profit First in your business, haven't you? Absolutely. And how has it been? Like, tell us about it. So like, for example, um, we all know how this goes, right? You spend a lot of your money by the end of the year and then around like April, it's like, hey, taxes are due, whatever. Do you have money saved up for that? Do you have a separate <laughs> account? Well, I do. Everything's yeah. allocated, right? And it's it's... Uh, if you read the book for Profit First, what is it? They call it, um, there's a certain like law 
Parkinson's law or? Yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's Parkinson's law. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. Work, will, work or money or expenses will expand to meet the need or meet the amount of money or work or time that you have to do. And it's absolutely true because my business was really profitable this year. And if I had actually seen like all of my money in one account, I would have made different decisions. But because I've got 13 different accounts all allocated, my decision structure is different. And we all operate based off of a cash flow business. So we log into our bank account and say, hey, I've got this much money. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to go spend it on product? And I got to tell you, that thing is like awesome. I love it so much. So can't recommend it more. I love that you guys interviewed them. And I, I really hope that I'm going to be around. When are you guys doing Mike Michalowicz? Because I want to talk to that so, guy. So, so Kevin, that's that's interesting because we are supposed to be in uh, in Atlanta for that. So I was trying to like sit there and figure it out um, last night on how we're going to pull that off. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it will be around though. It's, it's uh, I think it's February 3rd or 4th. February 4th. Yeah. yeah. So that's supposed to be the day we're leaving, you know, uh, departing Atlanta. So uh, I was looking at like maybe trying to take like a, a red eye or something. So I'm in Atlanta in the during the day. So we'll have to we'll have to powwow on that and figure that out. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So then we had um, Stephen Selikoff on talking about negotiation. And, uh, you know, Steven is just, he's such a smart negotiator and, you know, we have some cool things coming with Steven in 2020 as well. So uh, definitely go back. If you need to understand how to talk to your suppliers and how to get the right prices for your products, definitely go back and listen to that episode. It will be very helpful for you. Um, and we're almost rounding out the end of the year. We had uh, Kiri Masters on. Um, from bobsled mass marketing and I remember that was the noisy episode <laughs> yeah remember? that was the, that's when I introduced her to Chris I, I like reached out on, on LinkedIn afterwards and be like yeah you should get Chris but uh, <laughs> you know, even though I, I I was frustrated because she is so smart like uh, once again another I feel like another you know thought leader in the industry she's so smart um, she had some great you know insights and, and things and and guys going and and I know I know it's hard to listen to something when there's when there's background noise and things like that. But if you guys can go back and listen to that episode too, that that it's fantastic. Um, she's so smart. She's always kind of up on the leading edge, on uh, yeah. on, the, on the bleeding edge, I would say of of you know what's going on on Amazon. She so. gave a lot of really great just marketing techniques that made me like right. And I'm normally on top of all that stuff. And some of the stuff she said during that episode, I was taking notes the whole episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I gotta check that out. Oh, I need to try that. Yep. So really definitely, if you're if you're wanting some new strategies, um, something different, go back and listen to that Carrie Masters episode. And, and Google her in the news tab on on, um, on Google, uh, cause she writes, she's like a guest, I think she guest posts for, multiple um publications Sorry, i can't find news on tab on on, on google because she. <laughs> <laughs> thank you google um but uh yeah so so go and, and <laughs> going and google her and uh and, and figure that out uh, or find her uh, articles she's got some really great in-depth uh fantastic stuff so so uh check that out and then we had Paulina Mess on on and she is the owner of shopkeeper and she's so good with pricing like if you want to know like what prices you should set, there's actually a whole, there's a whole background between behind like how you should be pricing your products. And she explains like why you should price them a certain price, why your ending should be 39 or 49 or 59. And oh my gosh, her, her presentation was so good and everything. Go back and listen to that episode because she's really going to help you understand how to price your products. Um, and then we had um, Destiny Wishin on and she was Sean was Sean was Sean I know sorry. I, 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 well, I butchered it that's why I can correct you because I butchered it and she corrected me oh okay with Sean <laughs> and she was on when I was in when I was in China so I missed that yeah. one Amy. oh man you missed a good one Amy she is once again I feel like I keep saying we're, we're but it's true I think we've gotten some of the best people on the show she um as PBC goes I think is is fantastic she's doing some great stuff um, she's also one of those people who just shares and shares and shares, um, giving stuff away that, you know, people are charging thousands of dollars, uh, you know, on, uh, in courses for, um, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, look her up, check her out, um, and listen to that episode. She's going to give you a lot of great info on PPC. 
Yes. And then we had Dana Derricks on for copywriting. Yeah. Yeah. Dana, Dana is, he's been doing it for a long time. He's, um, you know, been hired by, um, click funnels to, to do copywriting for them. And he's, he's, uh, once again, one of those guys who's, uh, kind of at the forefront for, uh, for, for copy, copywriting when it comes to things like e-commerce and just online commerce in general. And then we had Marco Tassiano talking about listing optimization. And I learned a lot from Marco. Marco's fantastic. He's one of the earliest Amazon SEO guys. I mean, he met, I met him when I was first starting out and we were kind of, uh, you know, trading notes and things like that. Um, Yeah. So Marco is fantastic. Once again, he's, he's kind of like Norm. He's like one of those big teddy bears, just a super sweet guy that you want to just give a hug to. And he Um, gave so much value too. He just kept giving us more and more information. And if you're wanting to know about listing optimization in other countries, he talked a lot about that as well. Yep. And uh, yeah, he was just, he was just good. He was really, really good. Um, And then we had the TCFE recap. So I came back from China and I talked about China. So if you want to know about my trip to China, listen to that one. And then I think that's it. That brings us to the end of the year. We had sourcing from Vietnam. Um, We had Jana Krekic and she talked about um, translating listings. And then we had Brandon Dubsky. And he talked about cashing in on your returns um, and really backtrack. His story of e-commerce is just incredible. And his company, Backtrack, they will actually take your liquidations and sell them for you and split the profits with you. So if you're looking for a place to get rid of your liquidations or you're looking just to learn about, you know, how somebody started a family-based business in private label, go back and listen to that episode. And I don't even think it's published yet because we're like, you know, this, it was recorded. So those are the few episodes you have to look forward to in 2020 um, on our podcast. So let's talk about 2020 right? 2019 was such a cool year. And so, you know, I think we learned so much. And what do you think? I think I would love to have each of us talk about what our biggest predictions are for e-commerce. Where do you think Amazon and e-commerce is headed in 2020? Um, Andy, what do you think? Well, I, I talked about this before and I, I still believe it, even though I, I'm super surprised that it, it hasn't happened yet. But I think that Facebook is going to get into the e-commerce game. Um, I know that they've got their marketplace going for like, you know, the Craigslist type thing where you can buy and sell with your neighbors and things like that. But I think that that is uh, them just dipping their toes in the water to, to kind of to, to test. Um, <clears throat> to me, um, especially now with the, the problems that FedEx has, um, I mean, just imagine Facebook, you know, either partnering with FedEx or buying FedEx and, and all of a sudden now they have this distribution network that could rival Amazon's. Um, and then they have, you know, more users than Amazon. They have, um, you know, pretty much every business person in, on the planet on it, on Facebook. Um, you know, if, if they had some kind of import tool where you could one click import your Amazon inventory into your, into a Facebook marketplace, um, and, you know, and, and do things like, you know, at least initially, you know, have no fee to sell or things like that. I mean, within six months, Facebook could put a major, major hurt on, um, on Amazon. And Kevin and I were talking about this the other day, you know, he, we both agreed in the fact that, you know, we see, um, Amazon as kind of the, the MySpace of e-commerce, uh, which is hard to believe, you know, but when, uh, when MySpace was out, it was hard to believe that, you know, they were going to drift into nothing. So, I mean, before that was, uh, what was it? Friendster. Um, you know, there's all these other ones that you don't even think about anymore. And I don't know if Amazon's going to go away like that. I think they'll always be <clears throat> a player just like Walmart is, you know, you know, up and coming in e-commerce, they're late to the game, but, um, I definitely see that, you know, that's going to happen. Um, I also, I think that more and more sellers and brands are going to start moving away from, from Amazon and away from third-party platforms and trying to push their products directly, um, just for survival. I mean, you know, once you get, you know, Amazon coming into the game and, you know, offering more and more of their own products under their own private labels and pushing more and more third-party sellers out, it comes back to, you know, as a business person, are you, you know, are you going to want to build a platform that's going to compete with you? So I, I definitely think that, you know, there's going to be some, some changes there. Uh, the last, 
last but not least, in terms of Amazon and e-commerce, I think that people are going to have to, um, businesses are going to have to build their own audience and control it, um, you know, because of uh, things like Amazon pushing their own products. So I think um, in 2020, you know, people are going to really have to double down on social, on email lists, on ManyChat, on, um, you know, all these other uh, ways of connecting directly with customers, because I feel like Amazon's going to just keep tightening the noose in terms of fees and private label, competing private label products, increased PPC costs. Um, and, you know, every year you get the like, uh, oh, is Amazon, you know, dead? You know, you, if you search YouTube, you see that is Amazon dead and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't think Amazon's dead at all, but I really, really think that these days to get into Amazon and be successful, you have to be a real business person. You can't be, you know, jumping in and jumping out, to try to make a quick buck. It's just not going to work anymore. Um, you're going to actually have to put in the time, you know, multiple years and years and years to be successful on Amazon. Um, so, yeah. I think that those predictions are so interesting. So my predictions, uh, first of all, I have to say that 2019 for me was my first full year as a full-time entrepreneur. So I left my job in October of 2018. So 2019 was a great year for me. And I was so excited that, first of all, I discovered that I can make it on my own and I love it. <laughs> and I would, you know, I just, I'm so excited. It's still scary. It's still, you know, you still don't know what's to come, but it's just been really cool. So what do I think um, is going to happen in 2020 with e-commerce? I think that Amazon, um, Amazon is going to continue uh, to move to the being more of the low price leader. So I think that Amazon is going to continue to grow. They're going to continue to push manufacturers to um, to market directly, to post directly on there, to list directly on Amazon.com. And what's going to happen with that is that's going to drive prices down, just like Walmart did, right? Walmart used to be the leader in um, in really helping manufacturers sell directly, and you know under really, really low prices or forcing companies to really slash their prices working with their manufacturers. You go to China and you see all the Walmart certifications, right? Um, and that's, you know, kind of a badge of honor. So I think what's going to happen with Amazon, and I'm already seeing it happening, is that, you know, the private label sellers that are able to actually, you know, sell the commodity products for very low prices, they're going to be able to continue to compete. Um, but everyone who's trying to do really kind of the higher end private label stuff that's easy to copy is going to get kind of washed out unless they have a large following off of Amazon. And what I think is going to happen is I think that just like eBay, you know, I just saw that article where Amazon is considering maybe purchasing eBay, but um, just like eBay kind of started out as this like e-commerce um, leader, buyer and seller of third-party marketplace. Well, Amazon is kind of replaced them there and eBay has kind of become more of like the, still like the used and collectibles kind of thing. And I think that these other, um, the other platforms such as Wayfair and Jet and Overstock and, and even some of the larger brick and mortar retailers, you're gonna see more and more of them actually addressing a specific niche in the marketplace, right? So you're going to see Amazon kind of falling out of those niches because they can't really compete anymore. And they are now the low price leader. And hopefully what we can do is help um, private label sellers move into those uh, online marketplaces that are better for their products. So if you're selling one of those higher end homewares or you're um, selling something that is more kind of brand brand specific and, and requires you to have a well-known brand or you want to build a well-known brand, hopefully we can help you move beyond Amazon because that's what's going to be necessary for you. You're going to have to move on to other marketplaces to be successful there. So I definitely see, you know, Amazon started in books and now look at them. And so there's a lot of now kind of lesser known e-commerce sites that are being known for specific niches and they're going to grow and they're going to also become, you know, whatever it is that they're going to grow into. 
The other thing that I think is going to be huge, I agree with you, Andy, where um, people are kind of having to create their own audiences, drive traffic to their own websites. But I think that video is going to take over. The emergence of TikTok, the emergence of um, just like we've been using Marco Polo lately to communicate. It's really fun. Um, but being able to quickly pass videos back and forth, and they're so viral. YouTube is so huge, right? I see video becoming really the new way to sell products. The new way, you know, if you could tag your products in videos and sell them and just, I think that it's really going to become like this just kind of marketplace where goods and services are exchanged very easily between platforms and video becomes really, really, really important in doing that, in building your audience. So that's kind of how I think e-commerce is going to go. I don't think e-commerce is going anywhere. Uh, I also don't think brick and mortar is going anywhere. I just think that there's going to be some changes, just like every single um, market that's out there, it has to change with the times. So, you know, we see our grocery stores, they're getting into delivery now, they're getting into, you know, curbside, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, what, what comes of that when we combine that with Grubhub and food delivery and Uber and, you know, there's just so much going on. And then we combine that with the video and, and everything else that, that's happening online. I really can see a very dynamic marketplace. And I think the, the leadership is going to belong to the innovators that can really merge um, how people with a large following can very easily get into a product-based business and sell their products independently very easily. So that, that's my, that's a lot of words. I realize it, but yeah. <laughs> that's no, what I that, think is going to happen. No, those are all fantastic. <laughs> I definitely agree in, in terms of, of video. The other thing that we haven't mentioned, which I also think is going to be huge in 2020, <clears throat> which I've actually started looking into is voice. So, you know, like you, you heard my, my, my little Google assistant go off um, during this uh, recording, but I, I mean, I use that thing more and more every single day. I mean, I have one in my office, like you just heard, because you know, now rather than having to stop what I'm doing, if I have an appointment like with Amy, you know, like in the afternoon, I say, hey, you know, I'm not going to say the word, set an appointment for 3 p.m. And, you know, it does it for me. I don't have to disrupt what I'm currently doing. And that technology is just getting better and better and better. So um, it, there's also, I think, going to be a lot of consolidation in terms of uh, shopping online when you when you say, hey, order some paper towels, you know, there's only going to be a couple of options, uh, the top option. So I think the, the little guys are going to get squeezed um, even harder in terms of, you know, the, the voice shopping and things like that. So that's going to be another kind of interesting thing to, uh, to look, to, to look for. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? What do you, what are your predictions for 2020, Mr. Full-time entrepreneur now? <laughs> yeah. So I think that we kind of see eye to eye on a lot of things. One of the main things that I see is white labelers on Amazon. They're going to be killed by the Chinese. Absolutely differentiate or die. We called it Amy several months ago, probably earlier than that. That's where it's at. Um, Americans in general were very innovative and we will build brands. The Chinese cannot build a brand. They don't know the American culture. So they can sell a widget, which is a, you know, a plastic fork that you, a clear plastic fork, no problem. But to actually put like a, uh, a meaning behind it for like, I don't know, an, you know, autism inspired plastic fork or something and, and find that audience, that's where the Americans can really provide the value. So where are we going to go with that? Amazon, in my mind, is either going to, you know, adapt and figure out that if they want to keep all of their, you know, American sellers, they're going to adapt and really, you know, blossom into this branded private label website. Um, and maybe split off, you know, all of their um, their flea market goods would be a separate area. Um, or they're going to just, like you said, Amy, uh, you know, essentially become Walmart, uh, a flea market version of Walmart with direct China to Amazon relations, right? And eliminate the middleman, which is a lot of our listeners right now. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see which which direction they go or if they try and like spread out their wings and take on all of it or what happens, but just from my own perspective, like, you know, was it the other day I was looking for a replacement Sonicare um, uh, toothbrush head, right? It's like a branded Sonicare head. I wanted the legit one, go to Sonicare, 
Amazon listing, 2,000 reviews, five stars. Click on the reviews. The first 20 reviews are saying um, intellectual or they were saying fraudulent product. What the heck? What's going on here? I'm losing faith in Amazon, right? So what did I do? I went somewhere else and bought it. And so I wonder, you know, how is that going to affect Amazon too? I don't know, but they need to figure that out if they really want to prosper with private label sellers and, you know, Philips is a private label product. So there's not a lot of predictions, but concerns and uh, we'll see where it goes. Now, Kevin, I agree with you in terms of, um, and Amy, I think you mentioned this too, is I feel like uh, Amazon is at least right now, if they continue on their current course, are they, they are becoming more and more like eBay. And we all see saw what happened to eBay. Once people lost trust in eBay, um, and looked at eBay as kind of the, the, you know, cheap place to go get stuff. Um, you know, I feel like people moved on and I definitely agree that, uh, Kevin, I, I think you hit it on the nail that, yeah, you can get, you can go courts, these Chinese manufacturers, which is what Amazon's doing. And you can get, <clears throat> get them to bring their products directly into the U S but you, you know, you don't know the culture, you don't know. Um, the trends, you don't know what people hear, you know, I'm sure, I mean, I've, I've not been to, to China, but I'm sure that like things like, you know, organic produce or, um, you know, recyclable materials. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I can't go to sell in China because I don't know what they're into. Um, it would be a lot harder for me to go the other way as well. Uh, but I feel like, you know, if they try to cut out the middlemen in this case, um, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the quality. It's going to hurt the trust. And, um, yeah, and I think they're just going to morph into, you know, eBay. Yeah. And it's, I think it's so interesting that what's going on with eBay right now, um, you know, that they're, that possibly Amazon could consider buying them, but, you know, I, I think that there's plenty of room across the, the good news for all of us is that there's plenty of room across e-commerce. There's plenty of opportunity in e-commerce. There's opportunity in retail. There's so much opportunity for us to work together with our suppliers in China. And you know, now we have the knowledge and, and the skills and the experience to protect our ideas and innovate further. And I'm excited about what this community is gonna do in 2020. I'm stoked about that. I cannot wait. I'm just, I can't wait for what's to come. So definitely, you know, uh, looking forward to some of the guests that we're going to have on. Like we said, we're going to have Mike McCallowitz on. And then uh, we're definitely going to reach out to some of our old guests that we had before and ask them to come back on and talk again. So please, you guys, reach out to us. Let us know what you want to know about in 2020. What kind of show topics you want us to cover join the conversation in the community. We want to hear from you, you know, so we have a lot of really exciting things going on with rebate jet digital fires can be releasing some amazing courses this year. So you guys, you know, are going to be just so, so uh, elated with everything that we have planned for you. Um, but we also want to hear what you need because that's why we're here and that's why we have this trusted community. So I just want to, um, you know, before we wrap it up here, just say thank you to all of our listeners, everybody who has shown up every week, who has joined the conversation, who has joined us on zoom, who has reviewed us, who's listened to us. Um, you know, you guys are the reason that we keep making these episodes and we can't wait to get on the podcast every week. And this is our favorite time of week because um, you know, we, we hear your feedback all the time. Andy and I get messages all the time from you talking about, Hey, I listened to your podcast and it really helped me. Um, so we're so glad we're so glad. And we want you to stay in our family here and stay in the community and keep asking questions and keep growing with us. And, um, and definitely, you know, we're excited to have Kevin as part of the team this year, part of the digital fire team. He's got a lot of really great, exciting things that he's going to add to our team as well. And so we'll have him on a few podcasts as well, helping us out here. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank everybody so much and wish you a, the happiest of New Year's. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much again for, for being with us. And I'll pass it off to Andy. Yeah, yeah, I want to I say the exact same thing. Thank you guys so much. Um, <clears throat> 
excuse me, we've, um, you know, we've grown so quickly. We've got so many, so much great feedback. Like Amy was saying, I just got an email the other day um, uh, about somebody who said, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now without looking it up. But um, he was saying that, um, you know, he learned so much from listening to the podcast that he was able to replace his, his nine to five job, you know, quit his job and, and work for himself. And uh, like Amy, Amy mentioned earlier, um, you know, I've been on my own for a, a little bit longer. I think 2015 is when I started. Um, but looking back on it, like, I could never, ever go back to, um, you know, working a, a corporate like nine to five type job. I mean, if I had to, you know, um, you know, feed my kids, I of course would do it, but I don't think I will ever have to just because I have so much confidence in myself uh, to provide, uh, to come up with uh, innovative things um, and, and to do innovative things and to help people and, um, you know, between Amy and, and I, and, and we're super excited to get Kevin on board as well. Uh, Kevin's such a smart guy. You know, that's why when, when we heard, we had the opportunity to bring him into the fold, we were so excited to, to, to partner with him. And, uh, you know, I, I think he loves to be on these things just as much as we do. So, you know, who knows, he might end up, you know, it's going to be up to him, but he might end up being a, a regular fixture as well. You know, maybe, uh, Amy and I will, will tag out, uh, once in a while and, and let Kevin jump in. And I'm super excited uh, to, to see what he has to offer. Um, I'm really excited for 2020 between our training, our software, the podcast, just all the stuff we're doing. Um, I, I'm just super, super excited. And uh, I really, I can't wait. 2020 is going to be an amazing year for us. And we can't Happy forget, year. we hired our first employees this year too. And we have an amazing team. Oh God, us, so yeah. Thank Absolutely. you so much to the Digital Fire team and yep. the amazing at home team that make things happen every single day behind the scenes yep. so that we can get on the podcast and have all the fun. So you guys exactly. will definitely be hearing from them more and more this year as well. What about you, Kevin? Did you want to say happy new year to anyone? Yeah. Happy new year. You guys already heard a little bit about me. Um, recently decided to pursue my passion full time. So we can use me as a, as another example. It should be really interesting to see what kind of stuff I can get done if I'm really devoting 100% towards it rather than uh, 50 or less. So I have high hopes and um, I have high confidence that things are going to go really well. And and I one of the things that I really like about Andy, Andy and Amy is that they provide so much value to people, including myself, for the last six, eight months or so. And I love their way of just providing, you know, raw insight without really, you know, trying to sell you stuff from a Lamborghini perspective or whatever, just real raw um, e-commerce info and consumer packaged goods experts. So I hope to provide the same value as well at that same sort of standard. I have a lot of experience in product development, specifically software product development, and it's really translated really well over to this industry. So thank you guys, and we'll see where it goes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys. We'll see you in 2020. Yes. Yeah.